ditch the fairy tale princess, it's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. OMG, this episode is going to be so juicy. I cannot wait for you to dive in. I just spoke with the one and only James, the creator of School of Hard Docs, with a Z on the end. Yeah. And honestly, we touched on so many things, but talking to a 21-year-old who has created what he has created with his team, his brother and their good friend, is next level. We talked about so many takeaways, but I really want you to focus on when we get to the four tips that he shared, which are networking being the first and foremost thing you need to focus on, building those relationships, like truly being able to connect with people. And I know you see me doing that through this podcast. The podcast has been a huge platform for me to be able to network, also getting in rooms and the events that I attend. Not being afraid to fail was number two. We all know that to be true, not being afraid to fail. The third piece, just start now. Sounds so simple, but it's a lot harder because we make it. The fourth piece is to take the risk or lose the chance. Like, That one was so mind-blowing for me, and I know that you're going to get so much value out of this episode. So put yourself in a situation where you can fully pay attention, take notes, and feel ultra-inspired to take action after this podcast episode finishes. James is one of those kids who, and I call him a kid, I got his permission during this episode to call him a kid. He is 21. I am 42. He is a kid to me. He has created so much, and I know that there are always places we can seek mentorship where we don't expect it. And finding his page on social media has been one of those for me. He interviews people that are my age or older around how they became successful and their biggest pieces of advice is to the younger generation and what they would do differently if they were starting over now. Like there's such important things that he is pulling back the curtain, like I try to do on this show, and teaching the next generation about things like financial literacy and how to avoid pitfalls and how to take your business and life seriously and creating discipline to create the type of life that you want. So it's so good, so juicy. James, thank you so much for pouring into the listeners here at Unscripted. We are forever grateful for your time, your energy, and I can't wait to see where you take your business and life. Y'all, buckle up. James is such a badass and it reminded me why I'm so passionate about podcasting and why you should probably hop on the train and start your damn podcast now, right? Take the risk or lose the chance. It is also why I know that so many of you are not in a position to spend half your day editing your show. Therefore, you're not creating the content because you can't be everything. And that is why Media Unscripted was born with my partner, Mariana, and we have created a done-for-you full podcast management agency and we want to help you connect your voice to your brand. Um, it is something I'm, I've am i become ultra passionate about and obviously obsessed with with this podcast. And it is why after many, many years of trial and error and doing things the right way, the wrong way, like all the things that I've decided to step into the space of an agency and provide that value for so many people who are not allowing themselves to find their voice through podcasting. So let us be your guide. Let us be your strategic partner in creating the podcast and reach an impact of your dreams and get ready to jam out on this episode because it is straight fire. Welcome back to Unscripted, the podcast. It's your girl Jess here with somebody I found because they are showing up in such a big way on social media that I had to invite them into our community to share 
what it is they're doing, how they're creating what they're creating, and where this motivation to learn all of the things comes from. James, welcome to the show. You are the creator of the School of Hard Knocks and probably so much more that we don't really know. But I'm excited to have this conversation with you today. Can you give the listeners a little backstory to who you are and how you got here? Absolutely. Yeah, Jessica, thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here and kind of share some of my knowledge and stuff that I've learned along my journey kind of running this channel and this venture. But for those that don't know me, my name is James Dumoulin. And about a year and a half ago, I created a social media channel with my brother and another friend of mine who's actually, we grew up in the same area in Washington, D.C. together. But we created a channel called The School of Hard Knocks, where essentially we go all over the country. We're based in Austin, Texas, just you know, having conversations with big business owners, entrepreneurs, professionals, and a whole bunch of different industries to really take that perspective and bring that value to younger generations and even millennials, people that are in their first, second, and third job that maybe they're lost and they can find a piece of knowledge or value or wisdom from somebody else who's really already done it before. When we originally started the channel, it was just the three of us making content uh, about various business things that we were all up to. So I have had a history of being a content creator and over 2020, I grew my personal TikTok to about 900,000 followers. My brother, Jack, was a savant when it comes to like analytics and software development. So he started a company as well where he was helping companies create some software and doing a lot of analytics and stuff like that. And my third partner, Josh, was running a digital marketing agency, which he dropped out of college for. So we were all doing kind of our own individual things two or three years ago. And eventually, uh, about two years ago, our third partner, Josh, had pitched to us the idea of working together on something together. And ultimately, we knew that there's a lot of we had a lot of passion for business. And we saw the value in the creator economy that, hey, there's all these kids out there. There's all these, you know, adults too, that they, you know, find something that they're passionate about and they make content around it and they find ways to monetize it, which is what we've really been able to do in the, in the last three years. I think we just added it up. I've generated probably around 800 million views across like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. And so that's kind of why now we help other people scale and grow on social media beyond just like kind of like the interviews and stuff that a lot of people see. So I know that was kind of all over the place a little bit. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to be said, but yeah, we can we can get into all of it. Actually, you articulated that story very well and concise, and I appreciate that. And I think you you've got your story down more than you know. And I I I laughed a couple times when you said helping kids, helping millennials, because I'm not either of those. And I was very attracted to who you were talking to because I could see myself and the people you were interviewing. So not only are you hitting your target market of who you're trying to like help you're actually helping other people as well. And so this is a perfect example of anyone listening, like he niched down to who he wanted to help because it's a current version of him or who he used to be, but then also included the rest of us unknowingly um, in the things that you're sharing and teaching, right? Because I see myself in these older people that you're, you're interviewing. And also I take a ton of weight because we all want that one, two, three little pieces or nuggets to help us refocus or kind of reclaim like what we're doing and to get some idea of where do the people who are really having a lot of success, where do they see things going, right? Because we're always seeking that knowledge. If you're a student of life, like you're constantly wanting to learn. And so I'm a huge fan of the School of Hard Knocks, just the name in itself. And I always used to joke like that was a university. That's a college that I went to. I put myself through that many, many times. I've graduated a, a ton of times. I have a master's. I have the doctorate. I have all the things. And I think it's key to helping people skip the line and the pain and the struggles by sharing that information and you're doing it just showing up and, and providing that like value for free and that's what social media can do right so walk us through I mean you the three of you sound like a magical team and I know that doesn't happen by accident 
it's when people team up together that I think a lot of times magic can happen. When would you say that when you guys decided to go all in the three of you to create something that you really had a lot of impact and an explosion kind of happened? Yeah. So uh, I'll kind of just give you a brief backstory on how we actually met. So funny enough, obviously, Jack was my brother. Uh, we obviously grew up with each other. We met our third partners through, we were in the same Boy Scout troop. Come to find out later on in Boy Scouts together when we we're really young, that our dads actually served in Iraq together. So I come from a, a military family. I actually lived in South Korea for four years when I was younger, from six to 10. My dad was in charge of the largest overseas military base in the world at Camp Humphreys in South Korea. So I grew up, you know, having a lot of like great mentors in my life. I mean, my parents weren't super rich, but like they really instilled a lot of like values and like discipline, consistency and all those things and getting the most about like what you want out of everything. And so through that, having that leadership and, and knowledge, I'll go back to kind of how we, we met, we were in the same scout troop. We were from the DC area. The thing about the DC area is that it's very structured and strict, very centered around a lot of those government jobs, like contracting, defense, politics. We kind of realized that we didn't want that. We wanted to do our own thing. We wanted to start our own businesses and really do that. And, and there were a lot of things that happened kind of along the way even before starting this that really kind of led us to go on our own paths. My brother uh, became very entrepreneurial because he had won a big competition with Microsoft, which uh, eventually set him, he was getting a ton of job offers, was working for his, with some big companies, but he started his own thing. And so he was a big inspiration on me wanting to do my own thing. And that's kind of why I got into content creation. But initially, as I mentioned, my third partner, Josh, was doing a digital marketing agency. He was the original one that had pitched to us to kind of going in on something and doing it together. And so when we first started the School of Hard Knocks, it was just the three of us that were making content about business. And we grew up to about 25,000 followers, but we quickly realized that most people don't give a shit about three young 20-year-old kids talking about business. Even though we had a lot of value to provide for people, we realized that it wasn't that scalable and we could have grown it into something decent and collab with some people. But we're like, you know what? We, I would say, are great at networking with people, connecting with people. I don't have an issue going up to people on the street and just starting a conversation. So we were like, you know what? Let's just go all over the country. Let's start in Austin and just, you know, start having conversations about, you know, what's really led to success about, you know, people were to kind of do it all over again. Like, what do they wish that they would have known? And kind of the, the, the school of hard knocks, it comes from, it's like learning life's, you know, toughest lessons. Everybody can learn those from other people. So that way they don't have to go through them. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, you know, and this is one of the best advice that is, and it's so recurrent is that it's like, you, you find successful people and you emulate them. Don't necessarily try and reinvent the wheel, but rather see the steps that they took to become successful and how you can implement that into your own you know toolbox and, and, and try to emulate them and really follow that success. I love everything about what you just said. And I love that you didn't get stuck on the idea that the three of you were going to share about business, that you saw that you had a lot of traction with what you were sharing, but that you could serve more people if you went out and asked people who were light years ahead of you for, for that same knowledge and, and to feed back into you. Because not only was it going to serve you guys, you're going to help other people by you learning. And that's why I think podcasts, again, for me, are like the platform I use to share someone like you is genius. So you're literally doing that on the streets all over the country. You know, how do you find these people? You can't just randomly walk up. Do you, How do you pick your people that you do your interviews with? So you guys, if you go to James's page, you'll see, or the team's page, the School of Hard Knocks, he does these real-time interviews with people on the street asking them these very specific questions, which we'll get into. But where do you vet your people? Where do you find them? Yeah. So, you know, funny enough, when you're when you're first starting out, kind of doing something like this, and I mentioned when we started to do interviews, we had about 25,000 followers, which is, which is not a bad following, but there still wasn't like a substantial amount of like credibility necessarily to where we could just start reaching out to like really big influencers or like business people to start trying to do like a lot of like interviews and podcasts and that type of stuff. And so we started out just 
going to you know some of the the wealthiest places in various cities. So for example, and we live in Austin on Second Street downtown, there's a big tech and financial district. So you've got Google's got a headquarters, and a lot of the big four consulting firms have headquarters. And 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 you know we really tried to you know find like the the good parts of downtown where there would be a lot of volume of people that you know probably have a lot of experience in various different industries, whether it be tech finance and, and there's a lot of business owners just all over Austin. It's a huge, I mean, there's tons of startups here. There's a place called Capital Factory where they've got like a lot of massive like startups where people are just doing really cool things. And so we really just started walking up to people. We saw someone uh, maybe outside of a building, maybe they were waiting in a restaurant. They were you know waiting to check in somewhere. And that's the really cool thing about Austin too, is, is that because of how fast it's growing, I just saw recently that it's like the 10th biggest city now in the United States. And because of how fast it's growing and the amount of different moving pieces and different industries of people that work here, you've got people coming from across the world and just from all over the country for conventions out here. And so it's great because you get a perspective of people that are not just from Texas, but rather from all over. And so we really, we just started to go and have conversations with people. And a lot of them kind of liked the idea of what we were doing, you know, I mentioned we had a lot of great mentors growing up, but a lot of our peers didn't have that. So that was a big reason for us trying to really pivot is we wanted to have our channel, our channel help service, like a mentors at scale. And another thing is that there's a big lack of financial literacy that's like taught throughout the schools, not, not just in high school, but even in college, you know, they're not teaching people the difference between owning and renting a home, you know, the importance of really maintaining good credit, how to find a job in the real world. Those are, you know, key things that a lot of people don't realize until they're out on their own. And so you know, social media is an outlet to where we could get a lot of these great messages out to people. And the thing is, is that because of how much crap, unfortunately, there is just on social media, you know, that's the way everybody's getting their information out. It's those quick, short form dopamine heads. Everybody's scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. It's like, if, if we can find a way to kind of provide some value where there isn't necessarily a lot of it on social media, it's like we wanted to be able to kind of help bridge that. Mm. I mean, you got, can you see why I wanted him to come on the show? Like the genius that is, I mean, I know you've probably been told this, but there's so much power in what you're trying to create and what you're currently creating and doing. So a thank you for that, because I have a young kid. He's 11. And it's in that we need help. Right. We can we only can teach to the level of that we're currently at. We can get around other mentors. We can get around other people. But there are so many people who don't have that mentorship. And so the fact that you see your platform as a place to provide that mentorship for people who maybe only have access through social media to get any form of mentorship or to learn these things that really are what are going to help you have a successful life and, and skip the hard part of, you know, life, right? The mistakes that a lot of people make in getting to where they're at or not being able to get where they want to go. So we want to give some top takeaways because I'm sure you could, you probably have a bazillion top takeaways, but for all the people that you've had an opportunity to interview, do you top of mind have like a list of a few things we can share with the listeners around top takeaways or solid pieces of advice that seem to be like mainstream across everybody who you've interviewed? Yes. Yeah. I, I could yeah go on uh, about a lot of it because we've gotten really a lot of great lessons and takeaways, but I could just give you some of what I would think are the most important and applicable ones is that number one, I think that networking is the new goal. Relationships are really everything. People can take you places that money can't. And that just goes to sh- say that a lot of these people you know, they just, what I've noticed about a lot of them and, and their stories and what we find about how they found a lot of success is that they didn't try to do everything on themselves. And you'll realize that successful people are very willing to help out as long as they see that you're willing to take the initiative and actually carry out the things that, that they're trying to help you to do. But just building, you know, strong, lasting relationships with people that are 
at your same level that are 10 steps ahead of you, that are 100 steps ahead of you, and just surrounding yourself with great people. You know, if you hang around five bums, you're going to be the sixth bum. But if you're hanging around five people that are getting after it, that are hustling, it's like you're going to be that the sixth person in that group just because that's, that's your environment. That's who you're always around. So I think just really putting a, a strong emphasis on building relationships, but also as far as networking goes, because a lot of people, I think, struggle with this concept is that we do have to find a way to provide value for other people because a lot of successful people is if, if they see you as like a leech or that like you're just going to the tables, but you're not really necessarily bringing anything to offer. And they don't need you to, you know, come up with this mastermind plan that's going to make them hundreds of thousands of dollars, but rather actually just showing the initiative and, and showing that you have something to offer them as well. I think that's a big uh, trick and secret to networking. So I would say just, you know, the importance of relationships is, is, is massive, not being afraid to fail or in getting discouraged. And I think that a lot of times people will find something that they're passionate about and they want to go all in on. But the moment they make a mistake or they find failures that they immediately take it as a sign to, hey, maybe I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't. But rather you learn from a lot of these people that before they found any success, they failed hundreds and thousands of times, you know, and, and, and the big thing too, is that it's like, it's, it's all about just coming up with ideas and learning how to pivot and do different things. And that's a massive part, especially I think for content creation, where a lot of content creators grow wrong is that, you know, I'll talk to creators and they'll come to me and say, Hey, I have this great concept for a channel. You know, should I start posting content? And every time I'm going to say, yes, you, you clearly have an interest in it. You clearly have a creative mind behind it. I think you absolutely should go all in on it. And what they would all, you know, check back in with them or they'll check back in with me and let me know how it's going. And they say that, Hey, I posted about 20 videos, didn't get any traction. My friend told me that he saw and probably, you know, was kind of corny and, and, and they're done. And that it's so often that I hear that happen. And, and I just, I, I, I can't, I, I try to tell people, it's like, Hey, like even me personally, it took me probably 50 to hundred videos on my personal account before I found a video that got 10,000 views. And so it's, it's not necessarily like, you know, just cause you're not getting the results you want instantly. It doesn't mean to just quit and stop, but rather like hit it, you know, find, find things that maybe went well that you can continue to adapt and implement into what you're doing into your creative process, but then just find the things that maybe you could tweak. And they oftentimes it's the little things it's cutting a second here, adding a stronger hook here that, that really will make a big difference. So I'd say not being afraid to fail relationships, starting like start sooner. We all have, you know, ideas and things that we talk about that would be like, you know, I'll start this next week or start tomorrow, start tomorrow. Well, tomorrow turns into a year from now. And, and that's why let me just start. Like, I, I don't care if you've got the money. I don't care if you've got, it doesn't matter. Just, just, just start, start now. And I'll give one more, I'll give one more. And I think this is probably my favorite one. And it's a big reason why we've had a lot of success with this channel and just some of the people that we've been able to come in contact with is, and this is probably my favorite piece of advice is, is take the risk or lose the chance. And I think because opportunities are not always going to present themselves to you and, and they may be here today, but they may not be here tomorrow. And so I think you know, taking advantage of those opportunities, taking the risks, because you never know what they what they could lead to. You know, if people say like, say yes to everything, you got to be careful. But a lot of the time, I think that that is really good advice because a lot of times people can be hesitant because they don't know what it could lead to, but what you never know what it could, could lead to really. And, and I think that there's a lot of uh, a value to be taken out of that, like take the risk or lose the chance. Because if, if you don't take that risk, then, then you never know you're in the same place that, that you were before if you didn't, you know? Mm. I mean, we could just put a bow on the podcast right now and you guys go and implement those four um, tactics, tips, tools, whatever you want to call them that James just went over. And it's probably nothing that you didn't know, right? It's probably nothing you didn't already know. But I think when we hear things on repeat and we are really grounded into the fact that it's that simple, 
Networking is actually a lot more simple than you think. That is why social media was created to be social. But so many people are actually anti-social on social media, just consuming and scrolling and looking and letting the comparison imposter syndrome settle in that everything's already been done to a level at which you could never catch up. And I think that mindset holds so many people back from ever starting, which was your number three piece of just start, right? The best time to start was 10 years ago. The next best time is right now. And I look at anyone who's gone before me, let's just give example of the podcast industry. I'm only two and a half years in and I'm around 50,000 downloads. Like, yeah, at around episode 20, 40, 60, I was like, is anybody going to listen? Like, but nobody knew me as a podcaster. I wasn't already Oprah. So the fact that nobody was quite listening yet, I knew at least that this was a long game. And that's also what kept me from starting sooner than I did. But now as to why I teach you know, podcasting to so many people or the reason behind why starting a podcast would help connect their voice to their brand or create some sort of content to put out into the world, right? Because not everybody's like super open to video or the content creation piece of video, but audio right? We can do video just like this. We're recording on Riverside or you can use Zoom or you can use your phone. And it's a lot more simple than you think. Okay. You guys, you gave us so much there. Networking, not afraid to fail. I, I think the majority of the people who have any success in life, like you said, have failed hundreds, if not thousands of times. Anyone who's got a book on the shelf out there has been told probably no multiple, multiple times before that book even made it to the shelf, if it ever did. And then, you know, taking the risk or lose the chance. You know what popped up in my head when you said that was people who want to use the phrase, if it was meant for you, it won't miss you. And I, I used to actually kind of love that because it would give me permission to not take the chance. It was almost like an out, right? Like if it was meant for you, you won't miss it. But at the same time, what you're saying is actually so much more true because taking the risks that I have over the last couple of years with asking people like you to just come on the show or to put myself into situations where I didn't really know what was going to happen. I had just high hopes of there being an opportunity or a learning experience. It created chance and opportunity by taking that risk, whether it was money or time or whatever it was. And I, I would say for me, number four, aside from number one, which was networking, is why I've had any level of success in my life or business is because, you know, taking those risks feels scary. But then once you prove to yourself and build that confidence that, OK, well, I didn't die. And I'm definitely in a better situation than I was before I tried that. So what else can I try? It's almost like that fuel to your fire to keep putting yourself out there. And is probably how you guys got where you are really because the risk of like not doing it, not taking the pivot and changing from just the three of you giving info to bringing other people into it has created this massive impact and has helped so many more people, but then also brought these amazing entrepreneurs with all of their mentorship and knowledge a place to share their value and platform, which maybe they didn't have before too. So like, it's like this full circle moment that because you took the risk and you guys put yourself out there and spent so much time and probably money building these channels that you have what you have. And thank you for sharing that piece around, you know, people wanting to quit after posting 20 or 30 videos. That's one of the things I get the most feedback on, on new podcasters are saying, you know, again, like where I was at 40 episodes in, no one's listening. I feel like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Is it worth it? Stay around information like this, like re-listen re to this episode so that you're reminded to stay in the game and that it is a long game. And if you're here for a quick win, you might as well just go to Vegas and put 20 or 200 or 2000 on something because you have to have this road where you're learning the things, right? You can't skip steps. Having mentorship is a way to skip steps, but I, I, I just, I feel like I can go on so many tangents here, but I want to know a little bit about you more in depth. How old are you? I'm I just turned 21 on May 10th. 
So I just had my 21st birthday back in May. Or, that is, yeah, back in May. That is amazing. I, I'm 42 in perspective. I could be your mom. But this, the, wow, this, yeah. the, you don't look, you don't look 22 that, though. You don't look 42. <laughs> I keep myself looking young. I work hard. But I, I think seeing what you've created and the way that you're showing up truly inspires me. Not that you maybe needed to hear that from someone like me, but, um, you know, people like James are what keep me knowing anything is possible. Like we're taking an idea, a concept, and, you know, the younger generation is showing us kind of how to do it. And so we can either get left behind as the old dog, you can't teach an old dog new tricks kind of bullshit, or we can adapt and see what does the younger generation need? Where are we moving? What are we doing with, you know, the information we're being taught? You shared a little bit about your background already, but what is truly, I guess, your personal motivation for providing this platform? You shared a little bit about the financial literacy and whatnot, but what what gets you and the team like motivated to continue this? Is it the money? Is it where you guys see yourself taking it? Or, you know, what what creates a discipline for you guys to keep showing up and doing what you do? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great question. And it, it, it's a variety of things. I wanted to first touch on kind of something that you brought up about like the, the podcasters and people that kind of quit. 90% of podcasts don't make it to episode 10, which is when you hear that statistic and you realize it, it's like, hey, you know, as long as I can stay focused, it is. And you, you mentioned something again that it always comes back to us. Media, any anything media related, it's a very long game. It's not instant. It's not quick internet money like maybe e-commerce or like an agency, but like you have to really be in it for the long game. And as long as you can kind of get over that initial, you know, hump of getting, you know, discouraged or not getting those instant views or likes or downloads or shares, whatever, like right away. And as long as you like have a reason for creating the content, you have a strong why for creating that content, then I ultimately think that as long as you're consistent, you can adapt, you can learn from other people that are in your same niche, what's making them, how they're being successful. And I think that, you know, anybody can be successful creating content. But I think going into now, like a big reason what keeps us motivated. So I'd say my my number one core pillar when it comes to like content creation will always be consistency. Like when I started my main TikTok channel where I was making the, the content just for myself around me and just my personal content on TikTok is really a lot of like self improvement type kind of like lifestyle to really help other people, you know, give them some motivation and all that type of stuff. But it, it, I really remember over 2020 over during the quarantine, I, I sat down three times a day, every single day, just making like different videos, making different videos every single day. I did not miss a day. And if I had to miss a day, then I would do three the day before. So that way I wouldn't miss it. And it was just staying super consistent. And then that really carried on to when we started Hard Knocks and we were making the content for Hard Knocks and then the interviews, it was the same thing. It's like, we're going to do three to four videos a day, every single day. And you know, when you, when you are able to grow and you really establish and build that following, you, you can be a little bit less being like, okay, I'm going to do like one or two videos today and that. But it's like early on as a content creator, it's all about volume. I don't care. It's it's, it's going to be quantity over quality. I tell people, unless you're making Steven Spielberg level like content that like looks like it was like shot on an eyeball, you need to be putting out tons of content every single day. Because if you're posting one time a day and someone else in your niche that's starting out just like you is posting three times a day, well, at the end of the week, he put out 21 pieces of content. You put out seven. Who do you think is going to be more likely to grow? It's probably that person that put out the, the three pieces of content a day. But so as far as the motivation goes, I, I mentioned that we had a lot of big discrepancies with the way financial literacy was taught in schools. And we wanted to find a way to you know bridge that gap in the market with the way that social media is. You know, you mentioned earlier, too, it's social media was designed to where now you can have impact on anybody in the world. And, and a big part of our motivation comes from is, We'll have people that reach out to us from Australia, from India, from 
all over Europe, the Caribbean, people that Africa, people that will text us and, and they, they say, hey, I was actually able to connect with someone on your platform because of you guys and I was able to get a job. You know, we've had people tell us that they reached out and they said that they quit because they saw a piece of our content and they wanted to follow their dreams and go all in on something that they had been wanting to do, just didn't really have the bandwidth or wherewithal. And But they realized that, you know what, you just got to go for it. And I think that that's a massive part of the, the motivation is seeing that you are making an impact on other people. And obviously, you know, with, with when you're going full time on something, you kind of have to find a way to like monetize it to where you can, to where you can take trips to not just film, you know, locally in our state, but also go to a bunch of different places. And so that's a big thing that what we've been able to do is actually monetize it and go full time. My brother graduated from the University of Texas back in December. This is what he does full time. I've got one semester left. I, I'm not the biggest fan necessarily of our advocate of college, but I had a pretty good uh, deal to come down to Austin. And by the time we started to really make full time kind of money is I was too late for me to like drop out. So I'm like, just get it done. Uh, and I've been able to make my classes like online for the most part, which has been nice. So we've been able to travel, but, you know, really just inspiring people, you know, continuing to find and learn just different ways to, uh, to really adapt. And, and, and I, I we, we, we love it. I'm, I'm loving what we're doing. Oh my God. Well, first of all, just as a parent, I'm so proud of you for figuring out how to finish school. I feel like we are kind of in this era of, I don't want to name any celeb names of people who kind of poo poo on like a traditional college education. And I think, you know, I've been trying to explain to my 11 year old when he's trying to argue with me the fact that he doesn't need to learn math because we have phones and computers or calculators. I'm like, bro, you're in school to learn how to learn. So take what you're learning you know, and use it for what it is. You'll never know when you're going to need it, but it's the ability to learn to learn. And I see so many adults get stuck because they're not willing to learn or they don't have the capacity to take information and then apply it or integrate it into their life. And we end up being in a more frustrated place when we are, quote unquote, taking in information and consuming and not doing anything with it. And I think that's why so many people are unhappy and frustrated. It's almost like ignorance is bliss. Sometimes, you know, like if you didn't know there was more out in the world for you, then you wouldn't be so frustrated with your current situation. You wouldn't know any different. But gone are those days. Like you no longer are only impacted by your, you know, small circle of, you know, your parents or people you were raised with. Now we have social media showing us what the fuck is actually out there and possible. And to see content creators like you guys and so many others taking what they love and putting a spin on it, then monetizing, then helping other people create real content like this. This is what is the wave of the future. And, you know, I think everything you shared, it, it I hope people can find themselves in the story, no matter what age or where they're at in their business or life. I brought James on because not only I knew would he motivate us to try and do, but it's like, look how much can happen in such a short amount of time that I am gonna call you a kid because, you know, in, in, in my generation, you kind of still are like. Anything is fucking possible. And you could start at any point, whether he was 21 or 41, like he could have started this a couple of years ago in his 30s or 40s. It really didn't make a difference. Would you say, I mean, obviously your parents, your parents must be so proud of you guys. Like what, what a rad little setup. Do you have like a personal self-improvement formula? I know you're young. I know you were raised with like great discipline and all of that, but do you have like a formula that you work on for yourself? I know you're busy helping so many other people with your content. Are there things that you personally do to make sure like you're constantly growing? Definitely. Yeah. I, I'm a, a big advocate of staying consistently like in the gym and working out. And so I, I train twice a day. I, I work out uh, boardings. I, I get a lift in and then at night I, I go and box. So that's a, one of my biggest hobbies. I'd say traveling and boxing. Boxing has quickly become uh, one of my biggest like passions and I love to do it. And I think that uh, just in general, the uh, art and discipline of combat sports will teach you more about yourself than just about anything 
uh, in the world. I mean, outside of traveling, you know, because traveling, that's the thing is I've been to about 20 countries and, and I, I don't think that there's anything better that, that you can do. And just learning, it gives you such a global perspective uh, on things. It's just going to see the world, experience different cultures, how other people live and interact with each other. I think that that's great. But then learning kind of like the ins and outs of boxing and combat sports, because it really does instill the humility, the humbleness of you getting in there with someone who may be way bigger than you and fighting them. You know, you have to learn how to fight under that pressure and that can teach you a lot about yourself. So I think that uh, a healthy body keeps a, a healthy mind. And I think that that's very important. So for me, a lot of it is, is is very heavily like, you know, fitness focused and just mindset. I listen to like a lot of great people and just being around a lot of successful people all the time are always going to have you knowing that like there's things that you could be doing better day in and day out. I, I'm trying to really get uh, a lot more into like reading my brother's uh, a much better reader than I am. And so that's the next kind of thing is to to become a better reader. But as far as like kind of like my self-improvement, a lot of it is just you know, staying very consistent in the gym, making sure that the, the content that I'm receiving is very focused on, you know, how you can, you know, in, in your daily life, how you can start to do things better, better habits that you can adapt, how to like get rid of everybody's got their own vices. And so trying to like avoid those and, and just stay focused on like the main goal is the main goal, you know. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. I had to laugh a little bit because you get some crazy ass comments on some of your videos. Like some of the shit that people say, I, I get that they're trying to be funny or like, but can we just talk to that piece? Cause I don't know if it's like a female male thing or if it's a sensitivity level that people have. I think a lot of people have fear around putting content out there, whether it's, you know, personal vulnerable, whatever it might be because of the comments that they get. Um, can you speak to someone who's maybe starting out with content around how they can manage how they, you know, feel or what happens when comments come that maybe are unexpected or they're just straight bullshit or like, like, t I know you can help touch on that. Yeah. I'll say it just doesn't fucking matter. You know, like there's so many internet, like keyboard warriors out there that, I mean, at the end of the day, they, they've got nothing better to do. Like if, it's, if they're leaving like a hate comment or whatever. And I like to say this bad engagement is better than no engagement. At the end of the day, if you, if you're, you know, having something that's a little controversial and you're getting some feedback and engagement on it, just let it happen, you know? And, and, if you got to delete a comment, delete a comment every now and then, but you're, you're never going to see that, that person. And if they do, they'd never 95% chance be willing to say that they wouldn't come and say that to you. So I think that it definitely, it goes back to just not getting discouraged and just accepting that that's part of the process is that when you are posting something that potentially thousands and hundreds and thousands and millions of people can see, you just have to realize that, you know, you're going to have people that that's just how social media works. And the quicker that you can adapt it, but that doesn't matter at the end of the day, like what you're creating content for is for a greater purpose. And for people that that's not who you're, you're necessarily like targeting and wanting to receive that message. So like, if you get that, realize that that's what pe people are literally just, they're, they're on social media just to do that, just to trigger people, just to go out there and, and try and like lead a hate comment. They have nothing better to do, you know? So, I, and, and the, 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 the best of them all is, is as I've, I, I, I've never met like a really successful person who's, who's a hater. So it's like, chances are like, if, if they're, if, if you're getting hate, like that person probably just, it's not someone whose opinion that you should necessarily value to begin with. I couldn't agree more. And I joke all the time. I'm like, I know I haven't made it yet because I don't have enough hater comments. I haven't, I clearly haven't been polarizing enough to make people hate me yet. That's not my goal, but it's always a joke in my head where I, I, I'm looking forward to some of that in the future, if ever, because yeah, I think if you try to be for everybody, you're going to be for nobody and you've got to stand for what you stand for. And that was just a great piece of advice. All right. I would love to know personally where you're at, what you've currently created, all the view that you've experienced, can you tap into like what your personal goals are for yourself? And like, where do you see yourself at 21? Like I'm only, I'm thinking back thinking, fuck, if only I would have had 
access to what you guys, what you at your generation has. But what is someone at your age with this level of success? Like, what are your personal goals? I'm just so curious. This is like a nosy ass question from, you know, someone, like I said, who could be your mom. Yeah, I'll start kind of with with hard knocks. Our goal with the channel is to really turn into like the barstool sports of business content. So a big thing about Barstool is, is that a lot of people think that they're a media company. They're not a media company, they're a media ownership company. So essentially our goal is to really just continue to scale from how can we get from 1.5 million followers to three to five, 10 million followers. But as we're growing and scaling this account to not only grow other accounts that we own like sub pages, but bring in other people kind of to like our conglomerate and just own like a massive media property to where we can help other people get sponsorships or deals or whatever, but we'll have them kind of like come in like under like our belt as like the school of hard knocks. And so I think that's a, a big goal for us is to, because as we've said throughout, and it's just something that you have to accept is that media is a very long game. Something that we've also started just to help with like cash flow because we do make pretty uh, good money just through like the content, you know, brand deals and ad revenue and sponsorships and that type of stuff. But we help other people, big influencer or big entrepreneurs like scale on social media. Because I mentioned the last few years, we've you know done hundreds of millions of views and been able to really scale and in different niches. And so that's something we've been able to offer as well to people. But you know, really just continuing to grow. I always number one goal and focus is always going to be uh, growth with our content and our channel. But beyond that, you know, I just I, I think personally, I, like I said, I, I love to travel. So I'd love to within the next four or five years double the countries I've been to and have gone to like forty countries, and then just continuing to to build this thing out and see where it goes. You know, when we started the channel, we were never talking or, or interviewing anyone, and now you know that's what we do. And so a lot a lot more long form content. We we've been doing a lot of like YouTube stuff. We just had a, a recent YouTube video that's actually blown up a little bit right now on our YouTube channel. So longer form content in the next year and just gradually just growing and building and building. And then I think that, yeah, I think that those are the main goals right now. That's so amazing. Okay. Let's leave the listeners with a few like takeaways. I want to touch on one with monetization of your platform or your show or a podcast. Are there tips to getting like brand sponsorships or people to run ads or whatnot for any kind of content that you're putting out? What is like best practices for someone starting out? Yeah. So a big, a big thing that I will, that I, that I'll, that I'll preach and I always talk about this is I think that it's very important to learn how to sell online. And what I mean by that is when I was growing my personal TikTok account, and it's very common with when it comes to like internet money, whether you're in social media marketing, whether you're in content creation, whether you are just in the online space in general, you know, you hear about a trend or, or something and, and it's very quick money. You, you want to, you want to make a thousand here, a couple hundred here and there and there. And it's, you get this like shiny object syndrome to where you're always trying to think about what's the next best thing, what's the next best thing. Well, let me do e-com today and then uh, let me try this product and that. Well, when in, in reality, I think that especially when it comes to like as a content creator, when you're growing and, and, and growing, especially when you start to get some traction, you start to have people reach out to you. A lot of the times, like you'll, you know, you'll receive brand deals and offers like that from people to, you know, you'll get maybe like a flat free and maybe like an affiliate rate of like a, of like 10 or 15%. Well, I'm a big advocate, find a way to like brand your own products and do that. And that's something that I regret when I was like blowing up on my like main TikTok is there was one month I had gone at 500,000 followers. It was August, 2020. I had like did like 50 million views or something crazy like that. And that month in particular, I was having a bunch of people reach out to me to, to, to promote their products and I would do them. You get a couple thousand here and a couple hundred here and, and, and you're promoting these products. But in reality, you're selling their products for them, getting like a 10 or 15% of like that product. When in reality, if you brand your own product, you get 100% of it. So I think that's that's one thing. But 
for for starting out when you're trying to you know get those brand deals and, and get yourself out there i think a big mistake that a lot of creators make when they're reaching out to brands that they potentially want to work with their partner up with is they make it a lot about me 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 they make it about me you want to make it about them how can how does the product fit into your life but how can you actually make that partnership meaningful for that brand and i think that's something that a lot of creators need, need to like uh, adapt and implement uh, into when they're in their process of like actually reaching out to brands to connect with because it is kind of hard to get a lot of like inbound messages from brands when you are initially just like starting out. And so, you know, the quicker that you can uh, realize that when you're reaching out to people that you need to make it about them and how you can provide value and benefit them, I think that that's super critical. And then another thing outside of kind of like brand deals and partnerships, just realize that a lot of these platforms, people don't know, like Facebook has a lot of monetization opportunities for creators, longer form content. They had a reels bonus where like short form content was monetized. Now, it's uh, only longer form content, but there are some programs on there, like ads on reels and stuff like that, where you can make some you know, decent money as like an extra income stream. So just make sure that when you are posting content, don't just post it on TikTok, don't just post it on Instagram, post it on everything. That's where big advocates like diversify your content because something might get 10 million views on TikTok and only gets 100,000 views on Instagram, vice versa, right? Like a video could do 4 million views on Instagram and it only does 100K or 200K on TikTok. So all the algorithms are different. So you know, you have nothing to lose putting a video out on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube shorts, like do all four of them, touch all of them, even Snapchat. Snapchat's paying more money than, than any other platform right now. And people don't even realize it. So I would just say, just make sure that you're diversified you're on every platform and, and, and you can't go wrong. That is great advice. Oh my gosh. Thank you for so, so much and, and jamming this episode full of value and just giving people so many things to take away, but also implement immediately. And, and when you think of content creation, it can be podcasting. It can be you just starting to show up on social media. It can be you creating videos. It can be you deciding you want to have a YouTube channel. And like he said, you can choose different platforms or you can go all in on one. And and that's the piece. Like, that's the thing. Like, we don't have to overcomplicate it. Pick something. Do it. Just get started. Test it out. See how it goes. Don't give up after the first or second try. Like, keep implementing things. Take what's working and double down on it kind of etch out the things that maybe don't feel like they're working, get mentorship, stay around people who are creating the things that you see possible maybe for yourself. And then the, the last piece, and I'll say to that would be to pay for mentorship. If there is at all possible for, you know, James to do like a webinar or a workshop or a class or something, ask people for the things that you want. If they're not currently creating something, say, hey, I would love if you did a webinar or a paid class or something like, or create a course for us so we can learn what you learn or what you know. Asking for what you need is the biggest needle mover. I think, like you said, asking for the help. Entrepreneurs that really are successful are not afraid to ask for help and, and they're willing to also help. So don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there and those opportunities will start to show up and come into your world. James, thank you so much for your time today on the show. I am a huge fan and I, I know we just re really met in real life, but I'm super proud of you and just I hope the world for you and the team and everything that you're creating. It's very inspirational aspirational, all the things. Is there any last parting words you want to leave the listeners with? No, I would just say thank you so much, Jessica, for having me on. I really enjoyed our, our conversation in the, the podcast today. And for anybody that uh, wants to find what we're doing or reach out or uh, just shoot us a, a direct message over on Instagram at the school of hard knocks with the Z at the end and uh, just reach out. You have any questions about content creation or getting started, just uh, reach out and, and we'll take care of you. 
Boom. I love that. And again, that's the School of Hard Knocks with the Z at the end. You can just scroll down. It's in the show notes and go follow James and the team and go consume some content. Go binge watch some of these because there's so many amazing takeaways from these entrepreneurs that you've interviewed. I I love if I'm going to go on a scroll binge that I find something that's helpful versus the opposite, right? That's the best piece of advice I can give. And we will see you guys on the next episode of Unscripted. Which one of your girls needs to hear this one? Send this to someone who could use a smile, some encouragement, and a little love from this edgy podcast host. Much thanks and all the love. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. This is your friendly reminder that if a podcast is on your heart to create, we got you, boo. We created Media Unscripted to take the guesswork out of starting, launching, and growing your podcast. I knew I had to create something that I wish existed three years ago when I started the show, which, by the way, had a different name. What does that mean for you? Simply put, you don't have to have it all figured out before you start. We help take the guesswork out of launching your show and creating meaningful content that adds value. A podcast can be your main source of content that not only helps you build an audience, but connects you deeper to your community. Go to mediaunscripted.com to learn more.